Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I hope that you are doing so, so well today. So today is an awesome episode because I am talking with Trudy, who was a program participant. So she participated in the Bounce program, has now graduated, and today she is sharing her story with us. I honestly always feel so honored when some of the program participants come on to share because Man, sharing your stories, one, it's so vulnerable to share and it's so impactful. And I know that these are some of your favorite episodes because it's so cool to hear the journey that other people go through, but also for us to start believing that we get to have that too. Like you also get to heal. You also get to have a great relationship with food. And I think most of us, when we start this process, like you don't a hundred percent believe that you can do it for yourself. And then you go through it and you're like, wow, like it's so neat to see how much has changed. So I feel so honored that Trudy is here on the podcast with me today. I hope that you're going to love this episode. Um, and I can't wait to connect more. Welcome back to the Bound Dietitian Podcast. I'm so, so, so excited today because we have Trudy on the podcast with us. Hey, Trudy. Hi, you're always so, so excited. I'm always so, I, I know, I feel like this podcast is so good because I get to talk to my favorite people. <laughs> and now I get to share you with the world, which is really fun. Well, thank you. We enjoy listening to you, so... Oh, good. Well, I'm super pumped that you're here. So Trudy is someone who has done the Balance program and has just graduated, which is super exciting. And we're here just to talk a little bit about the journey. And I always love this episode. And I know I get the most feedback on this episode because it's so cool to hear actual people going through this journey, especially when we start in a place where diet culture is so normalized. So it can feel really almost like a disbelief that like we can actually heal. So I'm so pumped that you're here and that you are willing to share your story with us. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, it's interesting when you talk about a journey, I I went back and looked at some of my notes that I started taking in the notebooks, you know, back in January of this year. And it's incredible the, the change and some of the differences. I'm so glad I took the notes so that you could go back and reflect on it and see the difference. Yeah. You see like all the victories and like background. Wow. Like the person you are today is so different than the person that you were when we started, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd love to talk about maybe what was your relationship to food and body like growing up before you joined the balance program? Like how was your relationship to food and body then? I think I had dieted pretty much my whole life from probably the time I was an early teenager 
you know, the diets were usually successful for a period of time. And then I would gain the weight back and usually gain more back. You know, I, I, I definitely struggled with restriction and then binging. And I think that was the worst part for me was the, the binging and, you know, everything had a, every day had a value attached to it. Was it a good day? Was it a bad day? Was I good or was I bad? Mm-hmm. And it got to the point before I joined the, joined the program that I was never having a good day. Every day was a bad day. And I would go to bed and I would literally lie down and feel my stomach in the bed and just be totally disgusted with myself and disgusted with myself for having eaten too much again and bowing to be better tomorrow and hating my body. And it was just so, it was so upsetting, you know, like it was so stressful and, and such a negative place to be in about yourself, right? That this is how you're feeling about yourself and talking to yourself and thinking about yourself. It's just, it was, it was horrible. It really was horrible. And in fact, I don't think I even realized how horrible it was until I got to this place now and look back on it and realize how horrible it was to be feeling that way all of the time. Yeah. It's almost like we get used to feeling so crappy about our bodies and ourselves because we're taught to do that from such a young age. You were taught like your body's not okay and you need to change it. So like for us to be so mean towards our body just feels almost like normal and natural. And we don't realize how draining it actually can be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Something that I like that you pointed out is that you were in the restrict binge cycle, but it seems like only the binge part of that cycle was bothersome, right? The restrict part is always that piece where we're like, we have a lot of pride on, oh, I got to restrict. Like today was a good day. Label it with, I was able to have control and like not do this. But when it comes to the binge, that's where we get like upset with ourselves. Whereas like when we do this work, we kind of see it the opposite around of, Ah, the binge is an indication. Like this is my engine light coming on. Like what is happening? But I find it always interesting when we get to this place of ah, the binge felt really bad, and that's where we get a lot of that heaviness feeling. Yeah, yeah. And now, I mean, I've learned so much more, like how much the restriction triggers the binge and how related those two are. And I never really thought about that before. And and you know, my husband's just noticed so much of a change and we went for a walk last night and you never talk about food anymore you never talk about dieting and he said that used to consume us and of course when I was on a diet it's like the whole household is on food alert right even if they weren't on the same diet it's like, okay we got to be careful here and watch what we say and you know mom's going to be in a bad mood because she's calorie deficient and <laughs> I mean, it's kind of laughable, but that was the cycle, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that your husband is able to see all those changes too. Of Like, how cool is it that we don't talk about diets and food all the time now? There's so many more (laughs) conversations. That's right. I mean, I went back and looked through my notes and you, you had us do this mental pie chart and it was how much of the time are we thinking about food and diet and and then you had us do sort of an imaginary pie chart of where would we like it to be and what percentage of our time do we want to think about food and diet, recognizing that, you know, food is part of our lives. So you're going to think about it some of the time. And, and again, it was one of those things I realized as I was looking through my notes, hey, I achieved that. I moved from the space where I was thinking about food and diet, you know, 70% of the time to maybe 25% of the time. 
Yeah. And that's so huge. Like how much more brain juice we have for like other things once we do this work. And I'm super curious knowing that you said like you had been in those cycles for a long time. You had been like doing diets for a really, really long time. Like what made you decide to try something different? Like, what was it like for you that you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to try this program. That's like not about dieting anymore. What was that for you? It was interesting. Somebody had tuned me into an intuitive eating podcast. I listened to that. And then I, I got the book intuitive eating and read that. And then somehow, oh, I listened to a podcast where you were the guest on the podcast. It wasn't one of your podcasts. And I just thought to myself, you have to try something different. I mean, you can keep beating your head against the wall and trying another diet, another diet. But I mean, I was running out of options. What different diet could I try that I hadn't already tried? You know, there didn't seem to be any more out there. And so it was really about kind of digging in and saying maybe a different approach will help, right? And you had, again, another one of the exercises that you had in, in part one was about sort of a fork in the road, right? And if you continue on in the same path, where is it going to get you versus if you try a different path? And I I actually had to remind myself of that several times throughout the program because it was hard, you know, social media I mean, shows us, you know, look, check out your hormone imbalances. You're a menopausal woman. It's all about your hormone imbalance or, you know, and I would sort of be like tweaked a bit. Okay, maybe maybe I should try that. And then I would come back to that fork in the road. Okay, you've tried and tried and tried. So you're taking a different path now. You're trying a different route now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So it's kind of coming to a point of I've tried everything. I know where that leads me. What if I tried something different? What if I tried something that didn't have to do with, with diets? But I also love that you've mentioned, like, I think throughout the journey, like everyone, I have not met one person yet who's I've decided to heal my relationship with food and like never look back and never been tempted to like diet again because we do live in like diet culture and these messages are, oh man, they get like our pinpoints, right? Of, oh, you are this person. Let me show you this perfect solution. So, but to be able to get all that in and be like, and I choose to heal anyways, and I choose to do this for myself, I think takes so much strength. And it's so awesome that you were able to do that. And I'm curious to know. So when you did join, you're like, okay, I'm doing something different. Was there any fear for you? Were you, was there any thoughts for you around doing this? Any fear that you had to overcome? Like, how was that like for you? Sure. I think there was fear of failure. I mean, it, it, in some ways it was like all the diets had fear of failure. This new program had fear of failure as well. What if I can't accept my body? What if I can't heal my relationship with food? And, you know, it, it was hard, right? There were definite moments, particularly for me, I think around the body image and body acceptance that I really struggled. And, and I had a mentor once say to me, there's always turbulence on the way to Hawaii, you know, nothing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I know. I mean, nothing happens in a straight line and this difficulty in process, but you get to paradise in the end. And so, you know, I would remind myself and your, your coaching around reframing was one of the things that really helped me because it sort of made me accept that two things can exist at the same time, right? So today I'm having a really challenging body image day and I'm looking at the roll in my belly and feeling really uncomfortable about it. And then I can say, and, you know, my body is something I get to take care of and I'm worth a lot more than my body. And so it sort of 
neutralizes the negativity of the first thoughts and kind of reinforces me for me the concept of I actually get to care for my body. And I never really thought about that through all the years of dieting that you you take care of your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a I, I remember that same thing for me, that like idea of taking care in a loving way of wait, I don't need to like punish myself and restrict. Because a lot of the diets are like framed from a shame based approach, right? Of you're not enough. You need to do this. You suck if you're not able to. It's just very, very heavy. But then when we change to, oh my God, I get to take care of this. And what would it be like for me? And no matter the size of my, my body and no matter how I feel about my body too, like I don't need to love it to take care of it. And like going through all of that. Oh, I love that so much. I love that so much. In fact, I, you know, you had this do one exercise, writing a letter to ourselves. Yeah. And I was just going to read you part of it. I know we've never shared it before, but I said to myself, going forward, I commit to caring about you, caring for you, to giving you healthy, nourishing food when you're hungry, to not overfeeding you when you're full, because I now realize that was just as damaging as starving you when you were hungry. I commit to giving you rest and movement and food and water and honoring the gift of a full and vibrant life you're giving me. I commit to following this fork in the road that's been presented to me to move away from old habits and bad patterns to a new, more joyful, free life, to one where we can enjoy all the delicious food that we're so blessed to have access to, to one where I stop when we're full, no matter how tasty the food is, because I know I'm honoring you better by stopping rather than stuffing. I commit to caring for you to the best of my abilities. That is like so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing with me and for the, with the audience too. Like what a different lens to like taking care of ourselves. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm middle-aged now. Right. So I think for me, you start thinking about the future and, and about getting old and, and how important it is to take care of your body so that you can continue to have the mobility and freedom to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's coming from a place of so much gratitude towards the body that you have and honoring it, which is such a beautiful thing. And I think I like it too, because it's different from taking care of yourself in diet culture is like eat your greens and don't eat too much. Whereas like now we're looking at it from this whole holistic approach of resting and taking care of it and eating and like doing all these different things that are all helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this so, so much. This is so beautiful. And I know that I just imagine Trudy in January, like being able to read this or being able to do this exercise. Like it's such a cool thing for us to be able to read it now. And just like, wow, like what a cool thing that you've, you've gone through and being able to be in a space where we want to take care of our body. Yeah. And I think, you know, the workbooks and the exercises were such a helpful part of the program because it really no, I was diligent about doing them and it sort of forced you to reflect on some of the values that you had around food. And, you know, it's so good to have them now to go back and look at and think, oh, right, that's, you know, that's how I've grown and changed. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's evidence that I've grown and changed. So yeah. they were a really good part of the program. Yeah, oh, I love that. I love that. I'd love to talk a little bit about how has your journey within the program, but just within healing in general has been. So once you made that decision to join, you're like, okay, I'm trying this thing that's different. There's still fear of failure, but I'm doing it anyways. Like, how has that journey been like? Like, how, yeah, how did we feel through it? What are the things that were like supportive for you? 
Well, I don't know if you remember the M&M challenge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the M&M challenge was a really interesting one because I think you challenged me to eat M&Ms every day because we have this sort of kids container of M&Ms on the counter for when the grandkids come over. And so I always have access to M&Ms. And, and I always have been afraid of binging on M&Ms or, you know, what was my relationship to M&Ms? And so we did this M&M challenge and, and, you know, I sort of got to the point where I like I really didn't want any more M&Ms. I could have them if I wanted to, but I didn't want any more. And, and I haven't thought about them. And then last night, my husband brought out the the M&Ms. He got a new bag and refilled it. And I was just like, you know what? I don't even think I really like M&Ms that much. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so I'm not even not even tempted anymore, but I am sort of like, well, if I, if I was, I could have some, if I wanted to, there's no, there's no moral weight to those M&Ms anymore. They're just little pieces of colored candy. And if I feel like some, I can have some. And if I don't feel like some which more often than not, I don't feel like some, then I don't have them. Oh, I love that so much. Cause I remember like beginning when we're challenging these foods and things like that, and like the thought of eating like M&Ms every day, we're like, this is a weird dietitian. <laughs> Yes, it's happening right now. Why is she telling me to eat chocolate every day? But it's really cool. As you said, it's like, it takes away the power from food. And I always find that interesting when you get to relearn what you love. And sometimes these foods that we used to binge on or the foods that we lost control or those foods that seem so palatable, we're like, oh wait, like I actually don't necessarily like those foods. It was just kind of the, all the layers of that food relationship that made us crave those foods more and more and more. But when you have access to it all the time, it's almost this new permission of deciding what you like and don't like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was sort of the healing your relationship with food part. And I think that part for me moved easier through the program than, than healing my body image and my relationship with my body. And I I remember when we got to that module and I, you know, I, I hesitated. I think it took me about three weeks to dig into that module because I just, didn't want to face it and didn't want to think about how I thought about myself and, you know, was, was scared about it, but the reframing really helped. And, you know, I mean, I've shared with you, I've, I've moved to the point where I've been wearing some clothes that I previously wouldn't have felt comfortable in. I think, you know, crop tops and uh, I've been out a few times and, and, you know, you've sort of challenged me to exposure therapy, right. Go out and try it. And uh, excuse me, it's, you know, it's really an interesting process because you sort of feel like everybody's eyes on you or because I'm wearing this crop top, you know, everybody's looking at me and then realizing, you know, nobody is looking at you any more than anybody else. And even if they were, then what does it matter, right? What they think of you or whether they think you should or shouldn't be wearing a crop top. And, you know, it's a really interesting brain process and it takes some, you know, bravery, I would say, to go out there and and do it. And I can't do it every day, even still. Like there are some days where I'm just like, no, nope, my stomach is staying hidden. <laughs> but that's okay. That's that day. And then, you know, and then I'll wear my my crop top and feel good about having done so. So it's that's been a real, a real shift for me. Yeah. And I love that. And it's like this idea that clothes are not reserved for a certain body type. Like we no longer allowed like weight to be the determining factor. Anyways, the factor in determining if we are doing it, yes or no, right? Like where it is in the past, it could have been like, okay, I'm, oh my God, so many people do this. I've done this. Like you buy a pair of jeans that's like slightly too small, or you get something that you're like, and once I reach that goal, then I'll be able to wear it. But we kind of like took that off of, well, what if we could do it in the body that we have now? So I love that you were able to challenge and be like, 
okay, my body's good. And I get to do that. I get to wear the clothes that I want. Like it's, it's not about the body size. It's about me, <laughs> you know, yes. I want to show up, but I also love that. It's not necessarily an everyday thing, right? Like sometimes it's more protective to be like, that's that, that wouldn't feel good for me today. Like it would bring too much attention to my stomach and then it wouldn't feel as, as aligned for me today, but allowing ourselves to know ourselves enough to do that. Like, I think that's so cool. Yeah. 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 And I remember writing in, you know, the early days that I thought, how would I want to feel? And I want to feel more confident in my body. And, and, you know, I would say that I do feel more confident in my body now. Yeah. And I think that's such a big, mm, I think that's such a hard thing to believe at first. Cause I know not just you, but just in general, like at the beginning of the program, if you're like, Hey, if you can imagine your body not changing and being much more confident, like it's almost like we have a brain block of like, I can't imagine loving and being confident in the body that I am in today. There's such a, like a barrier to that. But then when we are able to work around it and find ways that we do get to have that, like, it's such a huge shift because then nothing is off limits anymore. Right. Like we just get to show up, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say like, you really showed up for the whole <laughs> program and healing. Like I do believe that like this type of work does take effort because we're literally changing a lot of like our thoughts and our beliefs and the way we show up and the way that we relate to food, to our body, but even like to others and conversations that we have in our own energy, there's so much of this stuff. And like, you really showed up week to week wanting to do this. Like, even when it was hard, it's like holding space to and I get to do this anyway. So I just want to acknowledge you for all the work that you've done, because it's been like so cool to just see that transformation too. Well, thank you. And, and I mean, you know, you're right. It, it is work. And I think changing how you think has got to be one of the hardest things that you can do. And, and you know, a lifetime of ingrained thought patterns around my body and around food. It was, it was definitely work. But I mean, I think that's one of the things that you excel at is helping us shift how we're thinking and the lens that we've got on something and just, you know, it's just tilting that lens a little bit differently. And then sort of you get these aha moments and I would take notes on all of our coaching calls. And then I would go back and look at the notes and I would highlight some of the things that really resonated for me to help me in that shift in thinking. And, you know, as I say that reframing, I do it so often now and you know, I'm always adding and, okay, so that I can, I can switch my lens a little bit around whatever it is I'm thinking. Yeah, I love that so, so much. So how would you describe your relationship to food and body now compared to how it was? Way freer, way healthier, way more relaxed, right? Like I'm just, it's just food is just part of something that we have to do every day. And I really enjoy food and, you know, but some meals aren't as great as others and that's okay. Uh, I, I grocery shop now and I buy some fun foods to have in the house, but, you know, I only eat them when I feel like eating them. Like it's just, I mean, I hate the, the word normal, but it feels very normal now. This is what I imagine a normal person feels around food. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds to me like a thing that comes a lot, like in what you're saying are the words that I I hear is like a lot of trust with yourself of you can have all these foods and you trust yourself to do what's right for you. There's no questioning. Is this right? Is this wrong? It's like, how does it feel for me? Like a lot more alignment. It sounds. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and 
in control. And, and it's funny because you sort of like just had different relationships with control because before yeah. when I was restricting, I thought now I'm in control, but recognizing that that wasn't really when you're in control, you know, now I'm in control. And, and I had supper last night and I was just feeling full as I was eating. And so I had a, it was a kale burger and, and I just had half of my burger and I left the other half and I thought maybe I'll have it for lunch tomorrow. And it just, you know, I always used to have to clean my plate if everything was in front of me, just, you know, childhood lessons about clearing your plate. And it was sort of ingrained in me that if you put food out, you finish it. And, and I was just last night, no, I'm just, I'm feeling full enough. I don't want to eat anymore. And it was not a big decision-making process. It was just sort of a natural part of the meal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'd love to point out here. I know me hearing that before I did the journey, I'm like, oh my God, I don't trust these people that can like leave food on their plate. What are you talking about? Being able to check in. And I think that's something that I just want to like reiterate is that, you know, some days we go for seconds because that's what your body needs. And some days you have less because that's what your body needs, but it's that ability to be able to make those decisions. And it's not like, you know, the fear of missing out of like you have half, but then you're like stressed and you're like, oh my God, should I have more? Should I have not more? Because we know that there's always more to come. Like it's such a like, like I really just call it like chill vibes. Like it just feels very chill that you just get to decide moment to moment. And it does feel very much like you make the decision that for you is best. And it's not about having less because sometimes it can be more, but it's that the times that it is less, the times that you're not wanting to finish, you don't have that pressure on you or even that fear, that food insecurity that we create of, I must finish everything on my plate, or I must have more, or like tomorrow the diet starts, so I can't have it anymore. Like none of that is present anymore, which is super cool. Yeah. 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 You're so right. Oh, I love all of that. And I'd love to know like, <laughs> what's your favorite part for you of the program. I loved the workbooks. I loved the letter writing exercise. I thought that was really good. But most of all, without doubt for me, it was the coaching conversations and the access to you. I think this program, it would not be the same thing without those coaching conversations and and your insights. And I mean, I've had a lot of professional coaching through my life, but you do such an excellent job of it. You never make us feel ashamed or embarrassed of what we have to share. And you know, there's some pretty vulnerable moments. And I and I always committed to, you know what, I was going to be as vulnerable as I needed to be. Like I wouldn't hold back on the calls and it didn't matter if other people were listening. I was going to share my feelings and, you know, you can put yourself in some emotionally vulnerable spots and you were always so respectful of those spots and so appreciative of the sharing and then gentle with your coaching and reframing, or how about thinking about it this way? And, and it really helped make that switch of, of things. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought that was just an excellent part of the program. Really excellent. I love that. I love that. And I love, like, I really do believe in that, like, piece of like sharing and being in it together. Like, it's such a huge part of this healing process, too. And being vulnerable, right? Like, allowing ourselves to be able to be vulnerable and talk about these subjects because it's relationship to food and body is so personal and it's so deep and it's attached to so many different layers. So the fact that we're able to show up and hold space and talk about these things, like it's definitely my favorite part of the program too. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And I have one last question for you. 
So if you were to talk to someone who feels stuck in diet culture and feels super fearful of trying something different and like can't imagine doing this work and feeling better about themselves, like having a really hard time and being stuck, like what would you say to them? Just that it's so worth it to, to try. I mean, I say, I sort of say try again, because in some ways it's trying again, because you've probably been through so many diets and cycles. It's just, you know, trying another thing. But, but it's trying something so different and, you know, recognizing that it's going to take some time and it, it is work, but that the results can be so valuable and really will change your relationship with food for the rest of your life. It's not like this is a, a temporary change, right? I feel that this has changed how, how I eat for the rest of my life and how I look at manage food and I mean, I, you know, I've talked about some hard times, you know, family meals used to be really triggering for me. And I would always have this sort of sense of food insecurity that there wasn't going to be enough. And then I would end up overeating. And it was, you know, I didn't want to go to family events sometimes because I knew that that cycle was going to happen. And that cycle has totally been, been broken now. And I will go to family events and enjoy the food and what's there and know that if I'm still hungry after when I go home, I can have a snack if I feel like it. And, you know, it's just, and so if you think about that, like, that's really big. Like I didn't want to go to family outings just because of the whole issues around food. And now I look forward to family outings and none of those issues with food are there, right? Like it's, I mean, it's changed my life. It sounds funny, right? It's not just about food and body image, but it's changed my life. Yeah, no. And I love that you share that because that's how I see it too. Like the relationship that we have with free and body may seem very trivial, but it impacts everything because we have to eat every day. We live in our body every day. So if those two relationships are really difficult, it impacts it all. So when you do that healing, like I really see it as like life-changing too. And I know I'm biased because I do this work and that's what I love to do, but like it is so life-changing because when you can't feel confident in your body and food is just simple, like life becomes less, there's less friction, right? Like you show up differently. I mean, I think of how many times I've been out to restaurants with my girlfriend and I'm, you know, constantly scanning the menu for something that's going to fit into my diet and wrestling over. I don't want to order that salad because it sounds terrible (laughs) and it's just going to be, you know, soggy green lettuce and, but, oh, that's what I should eat and should and shouldn't and, you know, all this brain stuff. And now I get to a restaurant and I'm excited about, you know, what great food do I get to eat and enjoy here and you know, if I don't eat the whole portion, that's fine. I can take it home with me if I want or just leave it if I I don't want to. Everything fits in, you know, and it's so much freer and more relaxing. And, you know, I haven't I haven't weighed myself now for probably over a year. I don't even remember the last time I gave away my scales. Yeah. You know, so it's you know, you just don't even have to to think about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it is so, so freeing. I love that so, so much. Thank you for being on the podcast and sharing your story with us. I find it so inspiring just to be able to see like how much we've changed. And last thing I want to say before we leave is that another thing I find super inspiring that you said is that it's almost like when you do this work, it's not another diet that has like a deadline. I'm going to do this until the wedding so I can lose weight or I'm going to do this for the summertime or I'm going to do this for that it's like life that we take or work that we take with you for the rest of our lives. And that we're just able to continue to implement, to just like live that full life, that vibrant life. Like you've, you've said in your letter, 
And I love that so much. So thank you so much for being here, for being vulnerable, for sharing. Like, I know I've told you this multiple times, but it's been my honor to be able to be on this journey with you and connect with you and get to know you and do all of this because it's such important work. So honestly, just good job. I'm just like, I'm so proud. (laughs) So nice to see how far you've come in the last few months. Well, thank you. And I hope that this podcast, you know, helps other people. And really, that's why I agreed to do it, right? If it can sort of help other people who are maybe thinking of dipping their toes in to jump in full force or, or, or you know, have been thinking and wondering about you in particular, that this will convince them that it's such a worthy endeavor. Mm, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on. And yeah, I hope that this was helpful for you guys listening as well and know that it's possible for you too to heal your relationship with food and your body. All right. Thank you so much. Hey, hey, wasn't this podcast just so awesome? I'm so pumped that you guys got to listen to Trudy. I feel so honored to have been able to work with her in the last few months. It's just been such a journey and it's always so cool to see these transformation, to see the shifts, to be able to truly let go of diets and heal our relationship with food and our bodies. And if you are looking to do this work, if you are hearing this and you're like, I'm ready for this too, like I want to stop going to bed every night, thinking about food in my body, feeling uncomfortable, missing out on family events, like I am ready to live my life fully, I'll invite you to apply to the Bounce program. So you can go to www.thebouncepractice.com forward slash program and apply today. So this is a six month group program where you have access to me, where we connect, it's high level coaching, where we go through all of this work together. And I'm so excited to connect with you. I'm so excited to do this work with you because you are so worthy of this work and deserve to feel good around food in your body. On that note, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll catch you next week in the next episode.